Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. So the wedding went well. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> my nice. my friend is currently on his honeymoon, enjoying the sun, sun, sun. So uh, nice. I'm quite jealous because I'm not enjoying the sun, sun, sun. The, but the I, sun, 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 yeah. But I will be in two weeks' time. Well, hopefully, yeah. I'll in, I'll in, ideally. I'll, yeah. I'll be enjoying the the smog and the sun at the same time. The smog and the, <laughs> hey, there's there's still sun. You know, it's fucking crazy. We're we're getting ready for like uh. This weekend, I think it's going to be like a hundred and something degrees here in, Je- here in Cali. Jesus wept. Oh, hundred degrees like Imperial. F- Fahrenheit, yeah. We don't yeah. we don't do Celsius like the rest of the fucking like for the some reason. <laughs> Gotta be, yeah, I swear to God, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If there was a different way to tell time, like seconds, minutes, hours, Americans would use it. Or at least, oh no doubt, s- like some states in America would use it. The you know what? Ones. One of my my <laughs> biggest fears of when I come out to the UK is it's like I'm gonna say I'm gonna look at the weather and I'm gonna say a number and everyone's gonna look at me like I'm fucking oh, stupid. Hundred percent. I will take you. I'm taking you to some places. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm taking you to some places like some pubs like in my hometown. Whereas if you say that shit, so- someone will call you out. Hundred percent. Some That's some sixty phenomenal. year sixty year old old guy, some sixty year old sixty year old old. That, does that make sense? I'm tongue twisted right now. To some old some old fucker that should probably be dead who isn't, who's been coming to the same pub pretty much since before he was even legal to drink, bruv. 
would just sit there and say, Oi, mate, you, you want them Americans? You can Fahrenheit. I'll, I'll punch him in the face for you, mate. I, I fucking hate him. <laughs> I don't even know why I'll take you to that place. Maybe, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll take you I, to some nicer places. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's avoid you know I'm going to intentionally take you to this place where shit's going to get started. Let's just see what happens. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> cheap beer, bro. <laughs> Yo, you had me a cheap. <laughs> Look, I, I, after after a week of spending all of our money in London, we need two weeks in Birmingham, living living life in the slums. <laughs> <laughs> You're like home away nah, from home. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm, fuck, dude, I'm I'm so hyped. It's like it's like three three weeks, less than three weeks. Mm-hmm. You're you're out here in two, and then we're then we head we fly back. It's fucking. Should we? Can I? Should, should we give? Should, uh, like I have the itinerary here. Should I give the people, a, um, a taste? Give them a taste. Give them a taste. So our first. So we land September nineteenth, eleven thirty in the morning. We have our accommodation sorted in Common Garden. Um, we're gonna meet up with another friend who's already gonna be there. Um, we've got lunch. It will be your choice. So, nice. um, I'll probably give you like a bunch of places near where we're staying, because we'll want to keep it. You, you, you want to keep it. You simple. already know, fish, fish and chips. Fish that's and the, chips. That's number one on chips. the list. I'll write, I don't I'll care. write that in now. This is editing. Like, I, I don't, I don't care where, as long as it's good, and and the fish is light, flaky, crispy, and them chips are golden brown. Golden brown. Fuck me. Um, you got. <laughs> High hopes of fish and chips in London. It'll be expensive fish and chips because it'll be in London. <laughs> but then the first day we're gonna we're gonna have to hit it hard. I don't care if you're jet lagged. I don't give a fuck. My my boys I never. Dude, I'm I'm I I plan on hitting the fucking ground rocking, dude. That's the plan. I don't give a shit how tired I am. So where we are is right near like a bunch of stuff. Um, so we're gonna do Trafalgar Square, the National Gallery, Nelson's Column. I mean, Nelson's Column is literally in front of National Gallery. Um, and then my itinerary has one word that appears many times in capital letters, scoops. Scoops! Oh, <laughs> scoops. <laughs> oh, like, literally, I might need to get t-shirts before you come over with just, just scoops. Scoops! 2022 on it. Just there like, you go. Like the emoji of the che- like the beers cheersing. Yes. Um, it's a word my dad <laughs> uses to like, like um, for like beer and just drinking overall. Um, and then from there, we'll go to... We'll go to Piccadilly Circus. Uh, Piccadilly Circus, we're going to go shopping. If I imagine your brother and sister have, and your mum and dad have given you a, a list of shit they want. Um, and from in there, we'll decide where you want to go for dinner because there's a bunch of places in Piccadilly Circus. Back to the hotel, we'll check in if necessary. Uh, I've never had a problem dropping off bags. If you're staying at the hotel, like they realise that check-in at 3 o'clock in the afternoon is shit. So hopefully we can keep our bags there. Um, if not, our friend is already in London. So we'll just be like, hey, we're going to go to your place real quick and drop our bags off. We're going to spruce up and then we're going to go to where you want for dinner and scoops. <laughs> Dude, it, it was it was so fucking funny. When you sent me the rough of this, I was showing it to my dad. And yeah. he asked me, he's like, what are scoops? What it's are like, scoops? Dad, <laughs> dad, it's drinks. It's like. Oh, it's that in, makes sense. It's but in yeah. every night. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Day one, scoops is twice. Day two, 
Scoops is twice. Day three is a pub crawl in Camden. So that's just I couldn't write. <laughs> that's sco- just I couldn't scoops. I could just put scoops times five. Like <laughs> <laughs> the twenty second. That's the Warner Bros. Studio tour. So we'll have. Um, but like you know, that won't be all day. <clears throat> we'll come home and there'll be scoops. Uh, twenty three nice. scoops. Day twenty four scoops. Not day twenty four. Day the September twenty fourth. Day six. Day seven. September twenty fifth. Um, cocktails and scoops in a casino. Um, day eight, September twenty eight, uh, September twenty sixth. Uh, day in Birmingham. I now know definitely scoops. Um, day nine, <laughs> September twenty seventh. Scoops with my dad in our local. Nice. Uh, September twenty eighth, day ten. Uh, that's going to be a day trip to Liverpool because there's a bunch of Beatles crap, and most of the Beatles crap is in the Cavern Club, of which you can get scoops. Um, scoops, <laughs> scoops, um, and then there's like day eleven and twelve, September 29th and thirtieth. Um, I need to discuss with you what you want to do out of a list of possibilities. Then the October first nice. is uh, you get to meet my niece. The last Dude. day, your last day you're here is my grandma and granddad's. Wait for it, everyone. 60th wedding anniversary. When you like, my grandma and granddad got married and literally said for life and meant it. <laughs> Bro. Fucking yeah, hell. yeah. So we're having a family party. Everyone's going to come around, like a bunch of relatives. You get to meet them all. Yeah, man. I was not, well, I'm glad I know this now because, like, mentally, I can prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> It won't be as busy as like family gatherings in your house. This will oh, be a no, lot, I have, this will no, be a lot yeah, more subdued. And if the not. if the weather holds up, I imagine my dad will put on a barbecue. Nice. Nice. Right, so enough about enough gushing on what what is to come. What is to come tonight, Sebastian? Besides me. Wait. So how do we, how do we how do we not gush about what's to come, but discuss what's to come? No, I mean like right now coming. Coming right now. Look, like if King if coming? King Kong if King Kong comes through your window, start swimming. If it takes you too long Ew. to get that, your mind isn't dirty enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I said ew. ew. <laughs> What do you mean, ooh? <laughs> I don't know. Just the graphicness of that image. Speaking of graphic. <laughs> Speaking of graphic. That's good. I like that. <laughs> so today we are talking graphic novels. We are talking graphic novels, everyone. We, we, we spoke a little bit before we hopped on because, you know, I wasn't really sure what you what we meant in terms of graphic novels because a lot of the the graphic novels that i've read are just like a collection of issues mm-hmm. you know just put together you know it's all the same storyline but it's a bunch of difference as opposed to like a one-off story so that's going to be a lot of my picks yeah i don't know if, if your picks are the same so um i've got a few picks that are is just like it's just a big fuck off book there's like like i well, usually when i read um arcs is what i is what i usually call them like i don't the likes i know some of what i read isn't considered a graphic novel some of what i read mm-hmm. isn't really considered a comic book 
So I just call them arcs yes. within a series. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, and then some of them I literally just start to finish one story, 200 pages of, you know, tits, blood, gore. Like, I think every single one of mine, none of them are child-friendly. <laughs> characters, uh, characters, children, Honestly, characters, children know, but in a world that when they finally get to read them, like their whole childhood will just be shit on because it's like, wow, this is what my car- this is what my my heroes can be. <laughs> Honestly, same. I was surprised by that. Like a lot of my shits, pretty dark, but it's mm-hmm. also a lot of my shits, pretty Batman. So there's kind of a glimpse into my list. <laughs> I've got um, so I've got two Batman, two Marvel. Um, I don't know what this one is. I think it's Dark Horse. I'm probably gonna get cummed on for that one. I need to stop talking about coming. Jesus. <laughs> Let's. Oh no. So yeah, I've got free DC, but it's okay. an indie. It's not part of like you know. The DC gotcha. that it's everyone like main, knows. It's, yeah. It's not mainline DC. Nah. No. All right, cool. New. No. Uh, do you want to kick it off? Crap, where's my where's my stuff? <laughs> oh no. Should, should I? Uh, there we go. Should yeah. I kick, should... yeah, yeah, you kick it off. I'm 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 like my computer's giving me the tits <laughs> right now. Right. So the first one that I want to talk about, the one that just I just remember re- so I remember reading this, and it's it's one of the feet one of the first times where I read something and I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. It's like who, why, where, how? You know, just like yeah. what? And that for me, that is Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. I was gonna add this. I had a short i i I had a short list of about. 30 graphic novels you you know everyone everyone who read everyone who listens to the podcast knows that like you know ed if we're doing a list ed's made a short list and there's like hundreds on it but this this was on it because like as short as it is it's powerful it's so fucking brutal so you know for those who don't know the um the basic story is uh Deadpool's being treated, you know, to try to get, cure his insanity. You know, he's got these voices and obviously fourth wall breaks and stuff. But um, what happens is during this procedure, uh, his jovial, crazy voices are replaced by this evil voice that convinces him to kill fucking everyone. And I mean everyone, heroes, villains. He, He goes after the Watcher using stuff that uh, machine that was created by Mr. Fantastic and he kills him fucking mm-hmm. dead. And what always gets me is the end of the fucking novel where, you know, he breaks out and he's staring at the writers and the artist working on the comic right there. Yeah. And, and then he turns to the reader. He's like, don't worry, I'll find you soon enough. Yeah. And it's like, what a fourth wall break, man! Yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mind fuck. I like one of my favorite things about that comic uh, about that novel is um you mentioned the his usual jovial voice is is re- is replaced, but it, don't they fight each other? Whereas 
the the like the crazy one is sort of taking over like there's two like there's like pink bubbles and yellow bubbles to like like mm-hmm. i love i love that i lost track it a was lot but i so loved that cool. it was so good like i mean the idea of having the voices in your head fighting to protect you from this really bad voice and losing yeah fuck <laughs> If, if that doesn't scream millennials, I don't know what does. I would love some way, like, I think I've said this to you before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but um, I would love Deadpool, Deadpool to be introduced to the MCU via killing the rest, like the old X-Men universe that's being left behind. Like, give all those characters <laughs> the last hoorah. So, like, James... James McAvoy, uh, Sophie Turner. Is it Sophie Turner that's in? Yeah, Sophie Turner. Like, the dipshit that is Cyclops. Like, um, yeah, yeah, uh, Evan Peters. Just murder them all. Deadpool kills, like, Deadpool kills the X-Men universe. And, like, that's the first, that's the first act of, like, Deadpool 3. Like, like they're, they're, they're gone. Stop talking about them. They're like, and then boom, he's like, you know, through some multiversal bullshit, he finds himself in our MCU. Son of a bitch. I mean, that, yeah. that'd be, that's honestly, that would be seriously dope because, like, it makes sense. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you move it forward into the future? <laughs> you kill your past. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some way, like, if not like visually like there for us to see there has to be some way in which even like deadpool will tell us it's like hey i was over here now i'm over here deal with oh, it oh that's definitely gonna be like that's <laughs> definitely gonna be a joke or like just one of those because i'm i'm genuinely just excited to see what the hell he says like the first words out of this motherfucker's mouths yeah when he when he speaks to the you know re-breaks the fourth wall it, is that, when does it come out uh, Deadpool 3 is it next year or probably next year I have no clue I mean one can hope Sebastian yes one can hope oh, oh shit I, I'm in I'm in the I'm in the squeaky chair um so I'm sorry <clears throat> I can change so, I can change Sebastian I can change just give me one chance <laughs> oh this chair is so much more comfortable I'm not even gonna lie Oh, don't feel like I'm sitting on my nuts anymore. Right, five. I feel like I'm going to trigger some people with this, but I have a, mm-hmm. I have a reasoning. Old Man Logan. Mm. Mark Miller and Steve McNiven. So nice. this is... Oh, well, actually, so, yeah. I, early, like, when just before we started the podcast, I said one of them, one of my ideas was a collection which sort of went to the graphic novel as a whole. Um, and this one is a collection of graphic novels. Like, each issue itself is a graphic novel that goes into the entire Old Man Logan arc. But I've not finished it because it kind of got convoluted and I got a little bit bored. So I kind of want to focus on the OG, Wolverine Old Man Logan, the one that started it all. The one that mm. IGN, for some fucking reason, doesn't like fucking weirdos but then again yeah they're called internet gaming news but they give us apparently comic book reviews cool awesome good for you guys yeah 
Um, <clears throat> I just love how, like, I love the the tone, the neo noir western revolving around the psychologically disturbed and battered Logan that we like that we follow throughout like the Savage Land and the Wasteland. He's there with a blind Clint Barton. Like they find Ashley, who's like like trying to be some form of a spider-man like clint's daughter and she ends up like killing kingpin and then naming herself the spider bitch killing her father and then trying to kill logan and this motherfucker like has to escape he's chased by fucking um a venom symbiote infused t-rex there's hillbilly hulks this shit is off the chain i love logan the movie because like if you look at old man logan the com like the graphic novel in the movie it shares the same lettering so you know that the comic was definitely an inspiration to like the movie that we eventually got but it doesn't it doesn't hold a candle i love the movie but it does not hold a candle like and i i read this because of it i was like okay cool people tell me to people are telling me to read this everyone but ign um and so i love how like how violent at all times it's violent at all times like every page has some form of violence there's no place to rest it utilizes some of the great marvel lore villains unexpected villains it's brutal everything you need in a wolverine story and what's great for me is that it's self-contained this first one is is considered by the cult following that it has to be self-contained like is and it was the like it was this cult following that didn't shut up about it that ended up leading Marvel to making more. And I was like, en enjoy it, but enjoy it quietly. Because if you enjoy it loudly, someone's gonna fuck it up. <laughs> it's ruined. It's been ruined. It is li literally. I, I would like, I wouldn't, yeah, that's why it's five for me. It's been like this, what is a great standalone graphic novel was ruined by like greed and like logan going back into the past to change the future i was like nah man you had a good story but they ruined it they killed they ruined they battlefield sorry there's a reference to an old youtube video i used to watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's number five man nice. do you want to grill me fucking... any questions i mean I, i've i've read old man logan and what do you think about so oh, okay so what do you think about old man logan uh, if i want i want let's come back let's come back to it at the end and see if i numbered it right like i feel like that would be a good thing to re revisit but what did you think i i genuinely liked it i like the idea of like of having a blind clint barton i don't know what it is about it's a pairing that doesn't make sense to me but it's a pairing <laughs> that works yeah and it's like i I, I those are those are in, in you know, anything anything when when you know two characters are paired and you look at them and you're like why them mm -hmm. why these two everyone why them and then you read you, you're reading and you're looking at the back and forth between them and you're like okay I get it I buy it yeah and I that think I think that's what sells me on it but the hillbilly hulks that's the whole, too much the for lore, you. The whole the lore behind that, I was like, um But it's the radiation that like gives them the strength, but it drives them mad as well. I uh, it's it's just it put a lot of weird images in my head and I was like, that's it's not okay. 
That's not okay. <laughs> I like the faction. Like I like the factions because at the time I was reading Iron Man Logan, I was playing Saints Row, and there's like you know in Saints Row you go against factions. In Iron Man Logan, he has to go against all like the red like the Red Skull faction, the Kingpin faction. There's um, what was the other one? Well, the, yeah, the Hillbilly Hulks, isn't it? So, yeah, it's it's ah. Oh. I really wish there was like a prequel to Old Man Logan in which it's just like the day the heroes fell or some shit. Because like like because that's what the villains do. They literally they they banded together and took over in one night, one night of like madness. They just killed everyone. I would love to see that. But yeah, we've got to move on. We've got uh we've got four more spots to fill, bro. So what's your number four? So number four for me is a uh, crossover, actually. It is <clears throat> Batman Spawn War Devil. Damn. Okay, I've not read this one. So this is one of this was for me one of the early graphic novels that I read, mm-hmm. and I, the only reason I got it was because the cover looks fucking sick, <laughs> and the, the cover looks sick, and it's Batman and it's Spawn, and it's like, what? This is crazy. But the story of it is fucking bonkers i don't know if you're familiar with the um the legend of roanoke colony here in the states no so it was a pretty thriving colony and then one day everyone was gone okay the entire like just the entire population of this village gone Mm -hmm. the only thing that was found was scratched into a tree the word croatoan Okay. So the whole idea of this story is it kind of explores what that is, and it the it's good, it gets into like Crotoan being obviously spawned, so there's relation to hell and demons. And Batman's there because he's um he's uh he's investigating a murder, mm-hmm. and there's a guy that he's investigating that's supposed to have been killed by Spawn, but is still there for some fucking reason. Like the visuals in this graphic novel are not for kids <laughs> i read it as a kid and i was like i probably shouldn't be reading this because if it, there's there's some scarring shit in there dude like it's really intense looking but like looking at it now I, the brutality adds to it and if it it's weird to see batman not being the brutal one in the story mm. Because you need it's it's spawn, so there's more violence than that, but more geared towards spawn and what he's dealing with. Yeah. And Batman's there, but it almost feels like Batman's a bit of a side character. It's definitely more of a spawn story, hmm. but it's 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 crazy. It's like you you see fucking spawn fighting a demon named Croatoan, and it's like what, what? I mean, they 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 kind of did something with that in Supernatural, where it was a demon yeah. virus, but still, it's one of those, it's one of those like long-standing myths, and where it's like. You don't know what happened. You just know this one word. And it's enough to tell thousands of fucking stories. That's awesome. This sounds great. I might have to go out and like find this somehow. I have an Amazon Kindle. I imagine I can get it on there. I imagine you can do it, yes. I imagine <laughs> I'm pretty that's, sure you can, you can like, find this, it. This sounds right up my street. I feel like I would really love that. Um, so my number four is uh, Batman Damned. Brian Azzarello and uh, Lee Bermejo. It's this a Batman omnibus. 
So it separates itself from like the entire DC universe that was going on at the time. But it was inspired by the events of the Joker. So if you remember the Joker, it suggests the Joker and Bruce may be brothers. Because Tom Thomas Wayne well stepbrothers, Thomas Wayne had an affair um with someone at Arkham Asylum and there's you know, and the Joker came about. So let's just I just want to start by saying Brian Azzarello, you may like you may not know his name directly, but this motherfucker worked on Flashpoint. This motherfucker's done some of the greatest Wonder Woman arcs, this man's done some of the greatest Superman arcs. So he knows how to sort of like you know he knows how to take a DC character and like and just make them unique, rework them, evolve them, give them a, give them a story that is like ever fucking lasting. Like look at Flashpoint came out like a million years ago and people still talk about it as one of the greatest comic books of all time. One of the greatest in the graphic novels of all time. And I agree, it is. But it's not on my top five. I think I think Flashpoint, as good as it is, is a little bit overrated. I wish people would shut the fuck up about it. Um, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> if it's if it's over your three to one, I apologize in advance. <laughs> no, but, no, 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 no. But Batman teams up with John Constantine in this one um, after forgetting whether or not he killed the Joker on a fight on the bridge at the start of the comic book because um, the Joker's just gone missing. But yet his like his, like imagery of of him remains. And Batman's like plagued through nightmares. There's like the Enchantress is there giving him shit. Swamp Thing's there giving him shit. And it's like, it's nice. I love it when super like Batman's faced with supernatural shit because I feel like that's just something he cannot hang in, and especially outside of the Justice League when everyone else is there in the Justice League with him. You know, there's like sort of, you know, the power of friendship. But like when it's just Batman by himself. And he's got and he's got to fight all the supernatural stuff. He's fucked, man. This man is like this man is literally faced with how strong is my mind at at this point in time, and this man is convinced he's convinced himself that he's killed the Joker pretty much. So he's like he's like shit, and then he meets this old man in like this old homeless man, and he's like, I saw what happened on the bridge. The joke the Joker was killed by the devil. And then, like, at the end... So I'm going to spoil it, because this is a great fucking ending. It's, like, at the end, like, John tells him, it's like, I've known I've known all along. I've just been trying to help you, like, on this journey. Batman goes into the morgue, sees the old homeless man, and it's him. He, he killed, like, the Joker stabbed him, falling, like, on the bridge. And Batman was like, if I'm not here to stop Joker, he's going to run rampant. So he drags him with him. And kills him by, like, sort of bringing... If I'm going down, I'm taking you with me kind of thing. Brings him down with him. And then Batman's, like, mind is, like, sort of released. And he, be, like, sort of... He becomes... He's the dead man in the morgue. But then... Then... Ah! Oh, Sebastian! Then! Guess who comes crawling out the river? Joker! Fucking Constantine's there. It's like, this is the start of something crazy, motherfuckers. But then nothing ever happened. Because DC was like, no, this is too perfect. I want it like we've got we've got to leave it like ambiguous sometimes. Sometimes, you know, like sometimes the the what if question is enough. You hear that, Marvel? Sometimes the metaphorical question of what if 
is enough. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to shove it down our throats. Yeah, really great, really great story. I think um, Brian and Lee did such a good job. Um, and plus, I love, I like, I love the Batman that takes the like, takes Batman away from Batman. Now, if you don't know, like, if that doesn't really make sense, read Dark Knight's Metal, and read the Batman Who Laughs. That's like taking the Batman away from Batman, and sort of like just giving him shit but i've got another one on my list that is like classic batman and i think it may be on your list too and if it is well then this podcast is going to be over early <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, yeah the the, the the next one i want to talk about is pretty i would i would call almost essential batman uh-uh <laughs> so i feel R- like i wrote <laughs> row <laughs> so it's the killing joke. <laughs> no, okay. Woo! Okay. I put mine in because I put mine I put what mine is later because I wanted to put this in and I was like either Sebastian's going to choose this one or he's going to choose this one. If he chooses both, well he can't have both. <laughs> <laughs> so if I say yours, like if I say mine and it's also yours, I don't give a shit. It's you got this one, I'm taking the other one. <laughs> you dipshit. <laughs> right. So sorry. Yeah, killing joke. It's great. Tell me about it. <laughs> so, I how I learned about this this specific graphic novel. I was watching the making of um, Batman '89, hmm. and. Uh, one of the guys was talking about Tim Burton coming into the offices of Warner Brothers, holding the killing joke, putting it on the table, and telling him this. This is what Batman needs to be. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? Where do you get off? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? How do you... How did you even happen, bro? I don't understand. So I went out of my way and I found it and I read it. And obviously it's been turned into an animated movie, but the animated movies I, I'm not a big fan of. But the fucking, the basic story is the idea that all it takes is one bad day. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between being a being hero and being a fucking psychopath and you know they kind of touched upon that on in the dark night but this is where you get the joker shooting barbara gordon and paralyzing her and and taking all these really fucked up pictures Mm. kidnapping jim gordon and forcing him to see all these pictures of his daughter yep and it's and it's just it's such a good story you know the writer's alan moore so the you know the fucking the writing's gonna be pitch perfect and it's just it's so it's become so essential batman i it, it's also one of the reasons that i feel like the because we talked about it last week where you know having to separate batman and joker but this is such a this is such a like with i feel like without this story batman wouldn't batman the rivalry of batman and the joker wouldn't be what it is like that that's how important this i feel like this is because you know you, you get through the whole thing and you come to the end, and they they share a joke, 
and Joker's laughing, and Batman starts to laugh. Yeah. And they're both laughing together, and they're both laughing together, and the Joker stops laughing. And you and just Batman see Batman, he's, he's just got his hand in, like, pretty much Joker's gut. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. He just, he's like, he's got his hand on his shoulder and then kind of reaches onto his neck, yeah. and then he just stops laughing, and Batman starts laughing, and all it takes is one bad day. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, where where was I when I first read Killing Joke? Did I did I just get it because I had to? I think I did, but I'm pretty sure I'm like I'm crossing in my mind two animated movies. One of them's good. One of them's bad. The one that's bad is the one that has Batman shagging Batgirl in the beginning yeah, for the no fucking for no fucking reason. But then there's yeah, another there's the another joke. adaptation of the Killing Joke. So I got like I got a little Joker figurine in my collector's box set, and I I've had that like I was living in England when I got that, and that Batgirl getting plowed version that's that's kind of recent. Yeah, yeah. So I I swear like I need to go find like I I have somewhere in my house. <laughs> God forbid if I ever fucking find it. When I, you know, God help me if I ever fucking find it. Um, I've got a collection of like Batman movies, like I used to get them. But like, I think when I moved, my dad kind of like hid all that shit. <laughs> so I don't know if it still exists. I need to try and find it. But like, I've definitely got like, I definitely got a figurine with like, was was it? Killing Joke or was it um the other one, Death in the Family? It may have been a Death in the Family collection, collector's edition. I I need to move on. I need to stop taking tangents. But yeah, um I remember re- I remember first reading, like I remember first reading that and holy moly, like the bit you touched on that like it sticks with you once you read it, like you read the Killing Joke for once and it sticks with you and it is that like sort of you know Vince Gilligan is a fan of Killing Joke because when Jesse when Ze, when Jesse shoots Gale in Breaking Bad like I don't have to say spoilers if you haven't seen Breaking Bad then doom on you when he shoots Gale and it's just like the like it goes in and out of focus from Jesse to the gun I was like that's Killing Joke that's fucking that's fucking Killing Joke and and then he's still like he took he takes all the photos and there's like there's like theories whether or not like he rapes Barbara, but I it's like in the in the graphic novel it's just photos. But it's fuck like and then the the whole Gordon thing afterwards. Like like Jim Gordon the whole Jim Gordon thing. Yes. I just I just it's one of those I feel like it's um the purest look into how truly evil the Joker is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, how like truly the- this is where Heath Ledger gets the whole Agent of Chaos thing because, like, mm-hmm. that's the most time in the graphic novels Joker's been just chaos. Yep. Yep. All right, bro, what's your next one? Oh, what are we on? Three? Three. Three. A comic so good, a graphic novel so good, I bought it for you and our friend John, who did the artwork for the show that we need to remind you sometimes. Punisher, Punisher Max, born. Garth, Garth Ennis and Derek Robinson. Frank Castle before the Punisher. 
He's in v he's in Vietnam, just wasting the Viet Cong with the Mark Henry. Sorry, that's what I call the M60 because like the Mark Henry is big and the M60 is big, so it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he's just wasting them, and the voice in his head is like, you know, I can, you know, you're you're running out of strength, you're running out of stamina. I can keep you going, and it's like, is that the Punisher, like sort of his inner Punisher coming through? Is it death? Because like death and Punisher have always like sort of gone hand in hand, because like with the whole Deadpool thing as well. But like, I like to think that it's like the inner Punisher, the like even when he goes back home, even before his family's dead, he's already the Punisher. That's what I like the idea of that this motherfucker is just he's in it because. He loves the thrill of killing. And it's like, he's just like, it, like, the platoon vibes this gives me, the predator vibes this gives me, that, you know, his group is like getting wasted one by one. Like, he even has to kill a few of his own men because they, like, they rape this um, Viet Cong, like, little girl in one of the camps. Like, there's the whole, like, drugs being rampant in Vietnam as well. Like, there's like this whole little sort of underground den. Punisher has to go in and just like waste them all because it's like if you're inebriated you can't fight there's the fucking kid that goes through like the psychotic rate like you know this he just goes absolutely psycho because he's being evac'd and he thinks he sees his family but it's like the blinding light of the explosion of like the evac helicopter exploding towards the end you've got the Viet Cong guy it's like two it's like a two page spread the napalm blast just wipes through him and he puts his hand to his face and then the skin peels off on his hands. I was like, like you were saying about Spawn and Batman, like this is honestly the most graphic, graphic novel on my list, I think. This like, and it's only four books. It's like, it's day one, day two, day three, day four. And it's the last four days of the the Vietnamese like the Vietnamese war the Americans being in Vietnam pretty much, and Frank's like it, you know it's over like like I'm in Valley Forge I'm in the thick of it, fuck it I'm gonna I'm gonna take as many out as I possibly fucking can, this guy does not hold back, but for me it's like I've said it like for me it's the I I've put this number three and I'm saying this here and it sounds a little bit weird it's just because of what the other two above it have done for graphic novels and the stories as a whole but this one is the most perfect in sync version of dialogue art illustrations story character it's like it's rare it's rare to see all of that in sync sometimes the art is is really good and the dialogue's really bad controversial but civil war have you read civil war the dialogue is it's fondue man it's pieces of gouda and brie dipped in a fondue machine and then sprinkled with parmesan and served on a plain cheese pizza it's it but it looks really good though it looks it looks phenomenal and i you know that's where the, they get this like this imagery of iron man versus iron man versus captain america it's one of the times where I'd say the movie's better than the comic book. Um, and, you know, we got the whole uh, Civil War being a bit convoluted. But this, like, this is, is so underrated. I, I, looked at, I looked at so many lists. And I was like, why isn't this here? 
why isn't this here? And like I searched, this is all the first one I searched for. This is the first one I searched for, and it actually says genres: comic books, graphic novels, and books. I was like, okay, cool. So this is a fucking graphic novel. Like <laughs> it's going in. <laughs> this is amazing. And like the, do you remember like the um, the opening? Not the opening. The um, the book cover. Do you remember what the book cover of this of this one is? It's it's a American soldier with the helmet blown off, and it's just his skull, but then the rest of his face is there. I was like, sick. But it was like I read the <laughs> I read this because it was recommended to read. Um, if you liked the if you liked Netflix Punisher, <laughs> read um, Punisher Max uh, Born Again. <coughs> Got Rona, bro. No, I had. I don't know what happened. I think I'm dying. No, I'm good. It's all good. Okay. So, my my man needs to stop <laughs> sucking on dick meat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> oh shit. All right. What's your number two, bro? <sighs> okay. So number two. It's um, it's a Batman story. But it's not about Bruce Wayne. Okay. So this story said after the events of um, Rest in Peace Batman and mm-hmm. Final Crisis. So yeah. Batman's dead. Dead. And, you know, Batman's dead. Gotham's learning that Batman's dead. And, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is Battle for the Cowl. Ah, I should have known this was gonna be in here. <laughs> it is. It is one of. I. It is one of my favorite fucking stories. Because again, you know, I, I've mentioned it before that we, you know, we can do Batman without Bruce Wayne, and this is one of the best stories that I think does that. You know, you have this power struggle in Gotham between a lot of the big, the big, you know, named Rogues Gallery, but then you also have the infighting between the Bat family as to who's going to take over the mantle. Yeah. Lot, you know, the logical reasoning is Dick Grayson. He's, he's the first, first Robin. You know, he's the, essentially the, he should be the main successor, but with everything going on, you have Jason Todd, you have, um, Damian Wayne, Tim Drake, you have all these people. Jason Todd, obviously he wants to be Batman, but he's going to be a more brutal Batman. He's going to be a yeah. Batman that's okay with killing he's, and stuff like he's that. He's going to fuck it up. <laughs> T- Tim wants Tim wants Dick to take over the mantle. He, Dick doesn't want to because he... Do- a, because he was he's told Nightwing. by Bruce not to. And two, because he doesn't feel like he'd be able to do it anyway. And it's, it's seeing this vacuum like... It's it's one of those it's one of the, the stories that when you you read it you're like wow you don't realize how important Batman was until he's gone yeah. you you can't you can't possibly understand that you know can't miss you if you don't leave kind of thing and it's 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 sick but for for me it's one of those stories that it speaks to me because of how how crazy it is and obviously it ends spoilers with. Dick being deciding, you know, he doesn't have a choice. Yeah. Gotham needs to have a Batman, and so he takes he takes it on. He, he puts the he puts the mask on, and he becomes he becomes Batman. 
we were like hearing this story we were so close to getting this Mm -hmm. had arkham knight not done so badly yeah that this could have easily been like the next story in the arkham arkham asylum series battle like art like batman battle for the cow and art like arkham asylum like how like you how do you how are you just so on the nose yeah we can we can literally probably have a whole episode on the arkham (laughs) series of games yo you know maybe um you know game adaptations of like comic books should be next it's a small yeah. list, and you know, it's a small Arkham, list. Yeah, Arkham okay. Asylum is on there, and Arkham City is on there, and Arkham Knight can go do one. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arkham, Although, like, I, and, they, and they mean, you don't you don't even acknowledge Arkham Origins. <laughs> oh no, d- dog shit! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen these new? Have you seen this new TikTok trend where like so, so like someone will respond to a comment of like do. Um, well, what's one I've seen recently is uh, the Crash Bandicoot series, and it's like it goes through every Crash Bandicoot game, even like the the Crash Bandicoot in Spyro and Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, like they even did that. But like whenever something's bad, it'll come up with The Rock when he's on set and he's like talking about um, the Fast and Furious series, and he just goes, "It's the biggest piece of dog shit." Like <laughs> that is Arkham Knight. And Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins had some good ideas, but like, eh, no. Like, you only ever play that game for the Deathstroke fight. After that, put it down. <laughs> True. Honestly, I, I agree. I would have preferred to have Battle for the Cowl as a game. At yeah. least, you know, inspiring. But mm-hmm. like, I think they're kind of doing that with Gotham Knights, but also they're not really doing that with Gotham Knights. Because so. Gotham Knights um, is never going to come out. <laughs> and Nivus Midnight Suns. Not- I was looking so much i was looking so much forward to midnight suns <clears throat> and it's just not happening especially since i was really looking forward to saints the new saints row game and mm-hmm. i bought that shit i've not even opened that shit because <laughs> i've just heard it's shit i've not heard one redeeming quality about this dog shit mess of a game to the point where i'm not even playing the other game i got recently immortals phoenix rising like I just I finished playing Neon Abyss and Hades, and one of my friends was like, "Oh hey, if you love like Greek mythology and games, and for some reason you're not playing God of War, um, play Immortals: Phoenix Rising." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool, got it." And now I'm just like, I'm just gonna play fucking Rocket League. Fuck, like I need to stop putting my, <laughs> I need to stop putting trust in like, in like not even AAA games, just single player games. Like fuck them. For the time being, fuck them. I'm a waiting. I'm a wait until Christmas, and I'm gonna get fucking Pokemon Scarlet or some shit. <laughs> but yeah, my number two. I'm so glad it's not been on your list yet. I don't know if it's your number one. I really hope it's not, because if it is, you don't get a number one. <laughs> Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller. I knew it. I knew it was gonna be on your list. <laughs> and I, no, but don't, don't. It's not my number one. No. Ah. I, 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 I knew i knew i knew that that was more i feel like that was always going to be more of a you uh a you thing because i like i, I want to like i don't know the page number but like i i ask people who've read comic books who've read the dark knight returns and actually where were you when you saw that two-page spread 
of just full artwork of Batman fighting Superman. Where were you when you read that shit? I was in Antigua. I was on holiday. My bro- my dad doesn't really like Batman. My brother doesn't really read comic books. My brother, like, everyone in my family is a proper book reader. Here's me reading fucking graphic novels. <laughs> and I finished, like, on the first day of the holiday, I finish them. <laughs> and everyone's, uh, like, my brother and my dad and my mum, they've got, like, eight books with them. And they're, like, you know, they're talking philosophical bullshit. And I'm like, boys, mum, stop what you're reading. Look at this and tell me it's awesome. And it's like, yes, Ed, it's awesome. It's like, no, 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 no. I've been staring at this shit. No, uh, no, no, the only way I could do this is is Tom from Parks and Rec. I've been looking at this for the past five hours. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, man. It's so good. Mm. Like... Yep. If any well-respected site was dis- like some for some reason decides to do a graphic novels best of all time, this is in the top five. If not, it tops it. Yep. Like no doubt. I mean, let's take the idea of Batman and having faced the enemy he never saw coming. Age. What? Especially when the crime didn't stop; it just evolved, and he's left to deal with the influences of his own presence and his own disappearance. And then let's just give that a like a noir like a noir feel that tiptoes towards an epic conclusion of Batman versus Superman that's better than that titled movie. <laughs> like when I knew when I heard they were bringing out Batman versus Superman, I was like, they can bring in Steve Al- Steve Amell's Arrow. They can bring in Steve Amell's Arrow. He can get him the kryptonite arrow. And then Batman out of nowhere has harvested kryptonite somehow. He buys it off fucking Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. No. No, do not give me some Lex Luthor Jr. shit. When you could have given... Like, like, they literally had in their hands a chance to, like, not even have Ezra Miller at all. Mm -hmm. Because back then... At the time Batman vs Superman came out, people loved the Arrow universe. You had Manu Bennett's Deathstroke. You had um, Finger Me Bob's White Canary. Can't remember her name. Sorry, she was she's in that machine machine movie. She's great. But like, and then you've got Steve Amell as like, no one has ever portrayed live action Arrow, and this man took it under his wing and made it his job. And they fucked it up. But, like, at least Frank Miller can be... Like, he can sleep well at night knowing that no one has ever come close in the DC universe to writing something as good or as pivotal as The Dark Knight Returns. And, I mean, don't, like... So, yeah, Batman vs Superman, shit. But the actual animated part one, part two movie of The Dark Knight oh, Returns... Oh, no, those are amazing. I'm I'm hard. Oh, so... I I I'm I'm a wreck right now. There there's there's I'm about to jizz in my pants. Like they are they are so good. Like when fucking who who is it who voices him as well? Peter Peter Sellers, fucking fucking RoboCop, bro. <laughs> it says like you're forgetting something. I'm the surgeon. And this is the medical table. 
and he's destroying the fucking super mutant boss. After like, after like, he's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to defeat this guy hand-to-hand combat because Alfred is like being a little dick. It's like, sir, sir, you can't defeat him hand-to-hand combat. You'll die. So thanks, Alfred. Make sure dinner's ready when I get home. Let me just deal with this dipshit real quick. He brings the tank. And this super guy takes, just literally destroys the tank like it's nothing. Rips Batman out. I was like, shit. And Batman has to do the dick move of mud in the eyes. And then you got part two that comes on. It's like, oh, cool. Where do we go from here? The sons of Batman. And you got the classic phrase of, first I slice him, then I dice him. <laughs> Ariel Winter is fucking Robin, bro. Fucking, that's the way to get out of the modern family curse. <laughs> I'll go to Batman. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, this this graphic novel is, uh, it's it's up there. I've read, like, if I'm feeling like, if I've got an afternoon free and I'm, I'm not really doing anything... Like I'll and I fancy reading a graphic novel. I'll go upstairs. I'll look at my collection. Uh like this has been one I I turn to. I can finish. I can read. The, I can read this in a few hours. Well, the whole thing I could do in an hour, but there's a two-hour gap where I just stare at that two-page spread, and I'm just like, that's better than porn. That Batman versus Superman illustrated in the in the graphic novel is it's is better than porn. Better than porn. You heard it here, folks. Dark <laughs> Returns. Better than porn. But my number one is uh, something special. Yeah, no, same. Yeah, what's your number same. one, bro? So my number one is Spider-Man Back in Black. Ooh. Tell me about Spider-Man Back in Black, bro. So this, it's, it was a miniseries. It was set after the events of Civil War and... It starts off so brutal. It starts off with Aunt May getting shot by a sniper. Yeah. And, and you know, Peter's, with everything going on, all the shit that he's lost already, he's on the verge of losing Aunt May, and he just can't take it, and he's just like, I need, he's just angry, dude. Like, this isn't, like, this isn't, like, quippy Spider-Man. This is, I am done with this shit, Spider-Man. Oh. To the point where he... He breaks out a, a black suit. It's not the symbiote. It's just the suit. It's modeled after, you know, when he had the symbiote, the suit he would wear. So, you know, the yeah. black, the white. And he goes on a fucking tear, dude. Like, he go, like he goes crazy looking for the guy who, who you know, shot his Aunt May. And then he finds him. And then he finds out that the fucking assassin was hired by the Kingpin. So, Kingpin and Spider-Man, they have this epic fight in prison and kingpin's talking a lot of shit he's talking a lot of shit and you know you're you know you're a chump for believing in good and fighting for good and you know and peter's like i'm not i'm not gonna kill you i'm not gonna do this spider-man's not gonna do this he takes off his mask and he takes you know he takes his mask off and he says peter parker's gonna beat the hell out of you and they get into it and he leaves king the kingpin just there it's like inmates all over, and it, 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 this isn't this isn't Spider Man versus the Kingpin. This is Peter Parker versus Wilson Fisk, and Peter Parker wins, and Damn. he just leaves him on the floor 
like a bitch and everyone saw. And it, it's just one of those stories where you're like, I love Spider-Man, but this... I'm reading this. Spider-Man I'm, like, I'm I'm reading this over... What was your number five that I was that you I should have read? Uh, uh, Deadpool kills the... Uh, uh, what was your number four? Oh, uh, Batman Spawn War Devil. Batman Spawn War Devil. I'm reading this. I'm reading this Spider-Man before. Like I'll read both. It's, it's, but I'm reading this Spider-Man one first. Oh no no yeah no no, no. it's it's so good, bro. This sounds it's so sick. Good. Like it's I, so it good, sounds bro. like pun- the the Punisher in the prison, mm-hmm. trying to go to Kingpin. Like yeah. it feels like that had like that took inspiration from this. Oh Spider-Man no doubt. Like it it's just novel. it's again it's Spider-Man. When he's just done, he, the, he there's no more there's I'm you know he's quippy obviously but like he's so focused mm. he's angry and he's focusing that anger. And fuck me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's sounds, so good. I've got hiccups now. <laughs> that's, that sounds fucking sick. It sounds brutal. I love I love brutal Spider Man. Brutal like because when you subvert, like the best thing a comic can do. Is like in movies, it's easy. You can like you can use it through dialogue, or you can just it's in a sim it's in a simple change. But it, it's harder to do in a graphic novel to show when a character is like has flipped the script, so to speak, like turned heel, so so to say. From you know, you <laughs> you get that reference. <laughs> um, I is and then you take someone someone like Spider Man. Who's like he's not the merc with a mouth. He's just the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man with a mouth. But then to sort of like send him through, like, you know, five hundred yards of shit. Sorry, I watched Short um, Shawshank Redemption the other day. <laughs> really fucking good. Really fucking good. Sort of shitty pipe dream. You send him through that and ask him to come out on the other end. And still be Spider-Man? He's like, oh yeah, I'll still be Spider-Man. But like, I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm full force. Oh, I love the idea of that. I can't believe I've not like, heard of this until today. I'm annoyed with myself. Like, Andrew Garfield kind of hinted at it in no, mm. in no Way Home, where he's like, you, I know, he just, he stopped pulling his punches. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I hope, like, this, like, I keep hearing rumors about it. I hope the next Venom is, it, we get Andrew Garfield in it. Because I feel like out, of all, like, out of all the Spider-Mans that could belong in that Venom universe, Andrew Garfield. He makes, he makes, he makes the most sense. He makes the most sense. Um, but then, right, like. Bro, hit me with that number one. Hit me with your number one. Watchmen. And more dead villains. End the podcast. It's over. End the podcast. I won. This reshaped comic books graphic novels as a whole from its from when it was released onwards dc changed marvel changed all your all, all your comic books where batman 
is brutal. Your Spider-Man. Um, what what was it just called? Da- uh, uh, back in Black. Uh, back in Black. Mm-hmm. That is as brutal as it is because Watchmen did it first. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't yeah. care what I don't like. Yeah, graphic novels were a thing before, but I I like like in my mind, they're subdued. It was Watchmen that that literally didn't just open the door or open the window. It blew the whole fucking house up, and like Django, it looked at it whilst it was going on. Like they looked at what they created, and just suggested that like superheroes can be more by being less superheroes can be more by being less that's what this that's that's what this comic book suggested that all the human failings of superheroes visually or otherwise i like it was first done in watchman like let me just reel off what some of like i'm not going to tell you who suffers from what but like the human failings of the superheroes in watchman inadequacy rape like Becoming a rapist, uh, murder, infidelity, homosexuality, racism, psychosis, or dealing with homosexuality, and then like others around you dealing with homosexuality. You, you know, you just you just want to love whoever you want to fucking love. But your superhero friends say you can't do that. The social media says you can't do that. The fucking the people who want to be your friends say you can't do that. Like some of this is explored, like in the TV, some of it's explored in the TV show, but it's, it's, it's touched on. It's touched on. And I love the episodes, the episodes of Watchmen, where um, they give you, is it like the, um, like the Batman kind of, like the Batman kind of character. No, it's not the Batman kind of character. Like um, the hood guy in the TV movie, in the series, it's a white guy. But then you go back in time in the black and white episode where the lead girl is living the wrong memories. She's like, she's taken the wrong nostalgia. She takes her uncle's nostalgia and finds out that she's related to like the black guy who was in the hood and it was never, it was never a white guy. I was like, I love that. That is this, that is this series. And then like, how do you open one of the most underrated movies of all time with fucking Nat King Cole's Unforgettable. Ha. Oh. And then you've got fucking, you've got, then you've got fucking Rosarch. A comedian died tonight. The world will look up and say, save me. And I will look back and whisper, no. Oh. Jackie Earl Haley nailed Rosarch. Matthew Goode nailed Ozymandias. Do you know why? Do you know why these actors had the ability to nail these characters? Because I bet you one fucking hundred percent they read the graphic novel and it was so detailed. It was so crisp. It was it was it was beauty in motion. It's like watching Messi. It's like watching classic Messi, classic Ronaldo. And it's it's just it is the quintessential graphic novel. And then some people may turn around and like, oh, where'd you call fucking you said Flashpoint's overrated. I think Watchmen's overrated. You are welcome to that opinion. But it's wrong. (laughs) 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 
Jesus. Yo, I love this episode, man. This was like, you know, same. I, like, we both had questions about like, could we do this? Can we say this? Like, it was nice to sort of it, like this one felt like a little bit of a challenge compared to like TVs and movies and music. Oh no, yeah, for sure. Like, I, that I, mo- I, I that video game because, one, like we, sh- like we should do it. I'm down. Because like out of pure, like out of pure games, just being bullshit, I'd probably have to put the Deadpool game on there. Not because it's a good I, game, but because of like it's comic book so adaptation. Funny. It's so it's fucking so funny, much, and it's fun. so right. Nolan North nails I mean, no, Deadpool. Nolan North. <laughs> Nolan, Nolan North. North. <laughs> you, enough said. <laughs> and then you get the achievement for slapping Wolverine twenty five times. Now I'm now he's just doing it for the sake of it. <laughs> this is for not coming to my birthday party. <laughs> I remember that bit so much. <laughs> oh, and Mr. Shit. Sinister of all people being the bad guy. Mm. Yeah, but being the like the most dickhead boss of all time, I'm just going to multiply myself a hundred times. But you actually have to defeat him. Usually, it's find the right one. This game's like no, go defeat the other eighty. I was like, oh, I don't wanna. I've got no health. <laughs> I can only do the spinning sword trick so many times. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. <sighs> Right, if we do do that video game one, we're not allowed to put Deadpool on it now, so it just got even harder. Fair, fair. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) And only one of us can have Arkham... uh, Arkham Origins... Not Arkham Origins, that's the dog shit one. (laughs) Arkham Asylum. Oh, shit. Well, I think that's going to do it for this one. Yeah. Yeah, man. Is it it over? (laughs) Go home. I, I think it's over. It's over. <laughs> what are you still doing here? <laughs> oh, just enough. Just before we leave, I don't know if I don't know if you know this or if everyone else knows this, but um, Hayden Sloshberg, who um, he does Cobra Kai, right, with uh, Hurwitz. You know the net. You know the movie their guys that like those guys are working on that Paramount found in like their bin from like two thousand and eight when they were doing American Pie and no one wanted to touch them. Hmm. The two geezers from Ferris Bueller that steal the car is being made yeah. into a movie. What? Paramount found the script. It was like, hey, these guys are pretty big now. Didn't they send us this, like some internals like, oh, look, I found this from like long ago. These guys are huge now. We never greenlit this. They greenlit it. It's being made. Amazing. The two geezers that steal the car, <laughs> steal the fucking Ferrari. Like, the hardest thing to do for that movie is to get someone to lend them Ferrari because there's only, like, 50 in existence now. So someone's going to have to be like, okay, cool, I want, like, you can have my Ferrari, but, like, I want a roll, I want a producing <laughs> credit. <have> my <laughs> I keep a Glock in my Ferrari. I'll never say that ever again. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like that's a really good idea for a movie and more people should think of it. I imagine it's because of Prey. Which you haven't seen, go see that as well. We need more, we need more movies within the worlds of movies, but not necessarily connected. Yep, yep. And fuck Warner. Star Bros. Wars is doing that. <laughs> and fuck Warner Bros. Fuck, fuck Warner them. Bros. It's a, it's, it's a sinking ship. Pretty much, everyone's trying to, everyone's trying to hop off. Yeah, Nicolas Cage will be finding it buried in the iceberg for National Treasure Free. <laughs> <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. all right guys we'll see you next week maybe we don't know yet we might be busy
<laughs> Remember to like, comment, subscribe, share us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the scripts. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.